genre. Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. It's a between episode. Uh, we just wrapped up our Rocky and Creed miniseries, and now here we are to tell the tale. <laughs> rank, rank these the these fucking things, and uh, uh, talk about some Star Trek. So. How you feeling at the end of this? Like, you know, did you did you enjoy the journey, Nick? I had a lot of fun. Um, this is just so unlike any big film franchise I can think of. Yeah, where where you know, like 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 Stephen Capel said in Creed Two Press, uh, a mix between hype and intimacy. Yeah, where you get these big emotional moments and these big intense fight sequences that are dramatic and the working out. But then you also have these, you know, really human, delicate moments with these delicate human characters. Mm-hmm. And domestic. So it was just, yeah. 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 Domestic. It's yeah. so really gratifying to, like, go through the whole arc from Rocky to Creed 2. Yeah. And I think that the domestic side of the franchise is the side of it that doesn't get any credit. I think when people think of the Rocky movies, if they're not thinking of him jumping up and down on the steps, right? They're thinking specifically of Rocky three and Rocky four, which have far, far less like domestic, intimate moments. Um, and I think suffer as a result. Uh, and I but I think that that from the outside, if like you're not like, you know, all the way in on this franchise or or, you know, have never seen them before or have only seen seen bits and pieces. I think most people assume that's what this franchise is are, are you know, that that Rocky three and Rocky four are like a really good representation of the franchise, whereas like those are actually sort of the odd men out are those two. Yeah. And yet any Rocky fan that I've talked to or listened to or like YouTube comments on videos or whatever it's always those intimate moments and those character moments that people take into their people make part of their lives mm-hmm. and like really become like etched in their memories and stuff like that. It, it's rarely like, oh, that part where Rocky really socked it to Clubber Lang or right. Ivan Drago, you know? Right, right, right. Um. So yeah, I I was uh I was just really happy that we we got to do this and uh got to talk about these movies. Um sort of unlike any other franchise we've we've covered uh on the show so far. Um you know, it's a drama and last time we did a drama, it was Twilight. So yeah, pretty different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um I'm trying to think of the closest franchise i can immediately immediately think of to compare it to are the magic mike movies 
Oh, interesting. Um, but much they're even more low key than Rocky, where they're kind of hangout movies. Right, right. Um, That's what I've heard. And there are big dance sequences as opposed to big fight sequences. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and it looks like the third one might jettison the homies for it just being like like it might just be Mike in London. So that's interesting. Mm. But and you know, there's like three as opposed to eight or nine or whatever with the Rocky movies. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. And as we as we talked about, I mean, you know, in the last episode, it's like it really is like tonally speaking, the closest that you can get is like Fast and the Furious, if Fast and the Furious had more moments of intimacy and Yeah. You know, no, uh, you, stuff. You, you brought that up last week with Creed or you know, yeah, last week with Creed Two. And yeah. that's great because you think of like the moment in Fast Six where uh Brian like 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 Dom is delivering Brian to the hospital to see the baby get born. Yeah. Or like everybody meeting baby Brian or yeah, like like very similar where they, I think that's what keeps people coming back. But yeah, there could just be a franchise to find a way to include that X factor of these being vulnerable characters who age and get sick and yeah. fail each other. Yeah. Yeah. It could be something really I think sports is a is a because there, there's never a Rocky movie. I thought about this at one point there. <laughs> it would have been so easy, but also you can't even imagine a Rocky movie where he has to, like, save the president. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Or there's a bomb under the stage, Rocky. And like, if you if you stop punching, if you know, you got to move the weight around and help us the Secret Service, you know, right. But the stakes feel like life and death because they're like the stakes that we can imagine for ourselves. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great. But that that being said, I have I mean, you know, it, it seems like <laughs> unless I mean, it's the Fast and the Furious. So never say never. But I, I have long stated that um, if they were to ever have Dom's dad show up in the Fast and Furious, it's got to be Sylvester Stallone. I just feel like. Yeah. He's like the obvious choice for that role, um, you know. But you were heartbroken when they when they included uh, Dom flashbacks in F nine, and it was uh-huh. just like a random, you know, respectfully a, a random character actor, right? Right. Dom's dad. Yeah, that was a bummer. But um, you know, but no, shoot him up in baby style. Just show the neck down. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would have been perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, the Rocky movies, it's been, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. And, you know, I think speaking of rides, if, if I was ever like in the, in like a meeting, a pitch meeting with Universal and they were like, Hey, we're rebooting the Fast and Furious movies. It's like 2030 or whatever. Um, I would kind of want to, I would rather, or even as a movie goer, I would rather see something more like, let's do a domestic soap opera with these movies kind of going back to the first one and make it more about racing. But it's, there's always like you betrayed me or like, that's my twin. Like I would go see a bunch of those. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that I, and look, I'm not, I'm not saying this as a criticism because like it obviously paid off and the movies are like, you know, uh, one of the most successful movie franchises of all time. Um, But I do think that taking a step away from the domestic side of the franchise post what three Right. It's like the first three kind of have that less so in two, but like one in three have a lot of like sort of domestic intimate stuff. 
right? Yeah, those are the ones where there's never like a government agent or like right, right, uh, yeah. But then I think the step back from that is probably a result of Hollywood's insistence that those kinds of stories don't speak to foreign audiences, um, which I've never really understood because I'm like, if we can read subtitles, so can they. I don't understand what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, so I think I think that's what it is. It's that sort of like boneheaded opinion of Hollywood that like, yeah, it's got to be big, dumb action or it won't sell, um, mm-hmm. you know, internationally. And I just don't think that that's true. I don't know. Yeah. And it makes me curious that if if the Rocky franchise would even look the same if, the, if it were coming up in the modern era, like, mm-hmm. or would some executive in some room eventually be like, well, they can't just keep being about boxing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not exciting. He's got to like, he's got to be a heist or something. It's got to be a heist. What if it's Rocky, but it takes place in the post-apocalypse? Yeah, post-apocalypse. Yeah. Hey, Rocky, I'm, in a, I got, I'm a half cyborg. I'm the robot now. I'm the robot now. Haunting. Oh, man. It's, uh, you know, although, to, uh, on an optimistic note, perhaps, in the age of streaming... That kind of seems like much way less of a gamble. Like, hey, what if like semi annually we had like these uh, movie franchise? I guess kind of like the Ipmon movies, where you're just kind of following this one guy's life through like a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we say this as if the Creed franchise is, is an ongoing, you know, and right? And and as if the Winklers don't want to uh, do more spinoffs. Um, right opposed to stallone's wishes which Mm. by the way big stallone news did you hear this that no that uh uh, tulsa king which is his new paramount plus show of course biggest premiere in cable history (laughs) love it bigger than house of the dragon which had the the record at the time yeah as as its premiere and then it was like this hit and like low key just smashed House of the Dragon. Power sure. of Dads. All of the power, all, power of dads. <laughs> power of dads and moms because yeah. it's everyone all every time I go back to Texas, more and more like of my friends' parents or my parents' friends have like fallen into the Tyler Sheridan verse mm-hmm. of Yellowstone mm-hmm. or the one with Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. Like those are smashing records. And it's that middle America thing that we never like why ghosts and young Sheldon are like the most watched stuff on TV. Right. And like, I think I'm pretty sure that like Stallone is like, well, I know who that is. He's a big movie star and he's on the new Tyler Sheridan show about him sticking it to the elites of Oklahoma. Like, I don't even know if they know that it's who Tyler Sheridan is necessarily. I think they are. Yeah. They're marketing it pretty heavily. That is the creator of Yellowstone. Well, yeah. Creator of Yellowstone, but could you, would you be able to say who created Yellowstone? Would they know the name? You know, well, what yeah. I mean? Who cares? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, yeah, creator of Yellowstone is, but it's like a Shonda Rhimes kind of way, right? It's not like it's not his show. Someone else is running it, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's like a, a thing that he developed very closely, or like just kind of like had or threw out or kind of developed somebody else. But yeah. 
It is. It's it. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting this wonder to think about how much Stallone has to do with that, or if it just added to like. I mean, he still is. To, it's it's kind of like to that the audience, he is still like a big star. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to kids who just know him as like the voice of King Shark. Right. Right. I I uh I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I will. Um, just because like. I don't know. I don't know if I'm interested in seeing Sylvester Stallone play a heavy. That's just not. I don't mm-hmm. know. That doesn't do anything for me. Also, I've heard conflicting reports. Do you know if T- Tulsa King is actually set in the Yellowstone universe? That I don't know. Okay. Because it is Oklahoma. Yes. Like, I, I don't know if, like, Stallone could walk past. Uh, uh, a storefront and there's like a poster for like the, the Kevin Costner character in Yellowstone running for mayor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Somebody else, if anyone else is watching, I don't think we, I, I would venture a guess that no one <laughs> who is subscribed to our Patreon watches Yellowstone or Tulsa King, but like, um, it's like, when you're watching a Superman movie and like there a character's watching the news and it's like, Oh, there was a robbery in Gotham tonight. And the audience is like, Ooh, Hey, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but you know, good for Sylvester Stallone. I'm glad that he's still pulling numbers. And I hope that, um, you know, between um, him and Harrison Ford now coming to television, yeah. I hope between the two of them, I think Tom Cruise needs to take a good, long hard look and be like okay maybe i should do tv after this mission impossible thing is done (laughs) we'll see i mean like we'll see what like the 70s bring for tom cruise uh but it's you know what his 70s i should say like that'll be but um it's um also there was that movie samaritan that stallone did for amazon and i i I understand that kind of got a big audience oh is that right i haven't heard literally anything about that one so i wasn't sure like for a streaming movie yeah um interesting it like made kind of a blip for a few weeks yeah. um didn't even also didn't even cross my mind for us to watch that one <laughs> for for franchise <laughs> potential yeah like it look it kind of reminded me of like steel uh-huh. or you know or, or like, like that um that Netflix movie we kept trying to watch and then never got around to it. The, uh, to the Jamie Foxx, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt one. Yeah. Like the, uh, like the Adam project. No, that's a real movie. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they're both real movies, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, but also kind of to let's celebrate the Creed franchise for a minute. Yeah. Um, those also could have quickly been like Adonis. We need you to go to like Costa Rica and like wear this wire. You know, yeah. yeah, but here we, you know, you, you said so last week, you know, Creed three could very well be like the biggest hit of the franchise. It's kind of we're at an all time hunger for it. And it's just like, oh, Donnie has a mysterious guy from his past and he's played by Jonathan Majors, this actor that we're all like excited about. And that's just really cool how, how mm-hmm. this kind of still has an audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see the reception of Creed three. Uh, I think that. I, I think, you know, you get to the end of Creed 3, um, I, I will be curious about what the future of the franchise looks like um, after that in terms of, like, what do you do next? Because um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's left other than the movie that we keep pitching about the the rise and, the rise and fall Godfather Part 2 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
without getting into spoilers, mm-hmm. um, walking out of w- w- when you saw the preview screening of Creed three or the test screening of Creed three, mm-hmm. were you like satisfied? Like the idea of this just being a, tr- a a trilogy of movies, or would you feel like you were missing out on a on a on a story? Um, uh a little of both. Where it's like okay. if that is it, then you know. It's. I think it ends in a satisfying way because I think it ties up a lot of elements of his story. But then if they do make another one, I think I can see a couple of different avenues. But uh, it would all be, in every case that I can think of, I, I don't think it would feel like a continuation of the Creed franchise um, as much as like an epilogue or, you know, like a, an addendum to it. If that, makes you know, sense. that's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Like could, is it worth doing for MBJ and Tessa Thompson and Brian Coogler and company to be like, you know what? Let's put this in the pantry for like 20 years. Yeah. And then whoever Michael B. Jordan becomes and Tessa Thompson and Ryan Coogler, let their legacies continue to grow. Like, you know, Denzel Washington and people before, you know. And by the time we get to like old man Creed, yeah. where when you and I are starting to be like nostalgic and middle aged. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that could be. Yeah. That might be the best way to go. I think I think in every case, because I think I think. OK, so I think. This is not remotely spoilers for for Creed three. So if you do the Godfather two or God, yeah the Godfather part two sort of dual storylines, you can do you know on the Adonis side of things, you can have him celebrating his birthday, and he is now older than his father was when he died, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot to handle, especially being in the same career. As his father, the career that killed his father. Right. Um, And and like feeling all of those feelings. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in that, like with that. Um, So I I think if they were to do another one in the not too distant future, I think that's the one that you got to do. Otherwise, yeah, I think you you put it in the pantry for like 20 years. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, you know, you have the again, not the get into whatever happens in Creed 3, but you have the inevitability, the tragic inevitability of Bianca's situation. Right. And that's true. What happened, you know, kind of Toy Story 3 style, what happens when you follow that to its its inevitable conclusion and this character has to finally face that reality. Right. Right. Um, Or they could do Drago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I also think I, I feel like the reason they want to do spinoffs is I think because um, Michael B. Jordan probably has stated, like, I want to put it on ice for a while. That's my guess. And they're sure. like, OK, if you're going to do that, then we got to keep the franchise going in another way. You know, um, that's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like I can't really think of. Unless they like completely go like, uh, what if the Creed started a street racing business <laughs> and it was a racing show? Uh, yeah. So like, I think I yeah yeah I don't I don't know what else there is to say about about the uh uh Dragos. Wow. Yes. Um, I don't really know what else is to say about them. 
uh, after Creed two. Like, I just feel like that, you know, that yeah. says everything there is to say. I don't know. Like, I, I was just like, I don't, I don't know what you can do with, you know, any more Drago stories. I don't know what else there is. Um, at yeah. that point, endings are okay sometimes. Yeah, but they want to do a they want to do a spinoff. I don't I don't really understand. No, for sure. Maybe maybe that's where they do the um the Godfather two thing. It seems like somebody wants to do that. I it, that seems to be in the air over there. So yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I'm I'm excited for everyone to see Creed three, and then who knows what we, what we'll be talking about the next time. You know we do a bonus feature on this franchise. Right. So like, yeah, like a Creed four where he goes to like North Korea. <laughs> right. <laughs> Works uh, that situation out. Oh no. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh do you want to get into our rankings? Yeah, let's get into our rankings. So, um, we, well, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. Rocky movies. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So we would like to start from the bottom and work our way up to the top, just like Rocky. Yep. And we tend to go for personal preference rather than which one we think technically achieves the the perfection of the Rocky equation or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes you oscillate. Um <laughs> would you like to start or should i start um i'll i'll start uh i mean you know bottom of the list is rocky three for me um mm-hmm. the and same. and that's not even like you know i don't even like i don't even dislike rocky three there's lots of good stuff in rocky three um it's just rocky at his least rocky you know um and that and that really takes me out of it i mean you have like little moments uh that are good like um you know rocky uh giving his brother-in-law a job and you know like all of that stuff i think is there's some good stuff in there every once in a while obviously all the stuff with apollo um and uh, uh some of the stuff with with mick um, is all solid, but I think that like everything with Mr. T, everything with Clubber Lane is, is pretty lousy. Um, because there's just nothing there, you know? And I think that there's, there's moments that get too silly. And, and as we talked about, it was the start of the franchise going in like a Saturday morning cartoon place. Um, and I definitely think it's the most eighties of the Rocky movies, even more so than Rocky four. Uh, which I think is attempting to do something else. Um, and so, yeah, Rocky three is my bottom. I have a question. Uh, so at the start of this journey, we both contested that there are no bad Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Does that statement still hold true to you post going through all of these for the show? Uh, I, I think that the original edit of Rocky four is a bad movie. Um, okay. I, I do. I, I do. Uh, if, if that's on here, that is the bottom of my list. Um, you know, okay. that's, that's even below Rocky three, but, but, um, yeah. And Cause it's just, that's it's a, not, it's nothing. <laughs> that's interesting. Cause like I, I, I have yet to see that one. So technically our lists include different movies to a that's certain true. extent. That's true. That's very true. Interesting little caveat. Yeah. Um, 
So, and yeah, like a, another kind of pearl or like, I guess like, like, um, thesis or whatever when making our list is like, what is the likelihood of me rewatching these right now? Mm-hmm. Or how much would I resent having to rewatch any of these right now? Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, brings me no joy whatsoever to say that, uh, at the bottom of my list is Rocky five. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, unfortunately I can't quote the, the discord member who pointed this out on the franchiseography discord, but they said something to the extent of, you know, you guys started this podcast by both saying how much you loved Rocky five. And then you kind of just kicked the shit out of it for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And I thought about that and I was like, huh, you know what? A lot of this doesn't work. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of it is just kind of clunky and prolonged and unnecessary. And there's a lot of good stuff. Like I love that final side 16 bit brawler fight with Tommy Gunn. And I think it's like, yeah, it's so good to have John G. Alvidson back and this version of Rocky back. And it, calls back to the first movie in such lovely ways and um, has some cool moments between Rocky and his son. But then, yeah, like kind of when we talked about it in that episode, Scott, I kind of just found myself being like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, a lot of this doesn't really pull off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree. I just think it's uh, yeah, there's just like, like just, you know, there's just different. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it, but. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Totally makes sense. Um, my next one, uh, second to last, is Rocky Four. That re-edit of Rocky Four. Um, I still really like it. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, but again, I don't think that there are any bad Rocky movies. I, I, um, you know, even the ones that have stuff that doesn't work, there's enough stuff that does work that. I will rewatch any of them at any time. So, you know, I have two questions about this, the, the, this placement for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is even after watching Rocky for the director's cut or, you know, yeah. Rocky versus Drago. Yeah. What still don't you like about this story or the movie? Um, or it doesn't I'll, work for you? I, just, just the fact that it's not, it's, it's Rocky three Rocky. It's not, right. it's not yeah, my boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not my it's not my lovable golden Italian stallion golden retriever. You know, it's he's uh he's had the eye of the tiger and now he's like he's like, you know, ah, like just like he's he's just too very serious. Yeah, stoic. He tries to look cool. He's like it's like Cobra is in these two movies, you know? Yeah, it's not like, hey, I thought of a I thought of a joke. What did the squirrel say to the nut? You know, like, yeah, that- yeah. And, and Drago's like, I will break you. And he's like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's none of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's none of that. Um, Second question is, what do you think uh, was the biggest like level up or improve the most with, I, with the, the Stallone cut? I just think that like tonally, it, it doesn't feel like a Saturday morning cartoon. It just feels like mm-hmm. a really serious Rocky movie. Um. You know, which isn't my favorite thing, right? But uh, yeah. it's at least it at least holds together as tonally as like a cohesive thing more than Rocky Three does for me. Rocky Three, I just think, is a a Saturday morning cartoon kind of mess. 
mm-hmm. um, without my favorite character. So then it's just like, well, what's the point of making a Saturday morning cartoon if it's not going to be like my guy? Um, and so and so, yeah, like I, I, I think it's I think that's the difference is like it is more cohesive. It's sort of like, um, you know, how I can appreciate. Zack Snyder's Justice League or Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman. Is it what I want from a Batman and Superman movie or a Justice League movie? No, absolutely not. Farthest thing from it. But I can appreciate what's happening and understand that, like, yeah, it's it's a take. And I can mm-hmm. uh, enjoy that take even if it's not what I would want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, these are, like, both those movies you just described are you know, cohesive, full statements as opposed to like this thing that has been awkwardly hacked at to fit, you know, studio interests. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, um, you know, not my fave, and, but uh-huh. a lot better than it was. Rocky Four. Uh, so <laughs> this is interesting. Also, my number seven is Rocky Four. Mm, okay. But the regular version, because that's the only one I've seen so far. Yeah, right. Um, on the positive side, I watching at that time, I was just so impressed with what an effective eighties blockbuster this was. Sure. Like iconic moment after iconic moment, great line after great line. (laughs) It's, it's arguably a best of montage of iconic moments and nothing else. Yeah. You know, (laughs) uh, did you see this article? Uh, and uh, it was like a thing where slash films stole a magazine quote and made an article about it, you know? But it was like, here's the advice that Steven Spielberg gave James Mangold when making Indiana Jones and the, the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. Um, and it was like, his advice was, it's one long trailer from beginning to end, never slow down. Yeah. And I think Rocky Four has that same kind of energy. Yeah. That kind of, it's just like a montage and it's just delivering like a, a mood and a vibe and... I appreciate the Saturday morning cartoon era of Rocky. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it more later. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. It it's kind of, it's almost like Stallone the artist looked took a step back after Rocky two and saw like I don't know if there were Rocky cereal boxes at that point, but I think he kind of saw like oh this character means something to kids specifically mm-hmm. and families. I think I'm going to like morph and kind of make the franchise into more of like a Saturday morning cartoon and have Rocky be this like Superman, like virtuous figure and not like we talked about with Rocky one, like a kind of 70s cinema character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just kind of appreciate, he's almost kind of like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Kids are like, yeah, Rocky. And they high five each other on self-consciously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you agree. It, it is, it is kind of the meanest Rocky movie mm-hmm. and, the most serious Rocky movie. And so it's yeah, kind of just cold and not a lot of warmth to it, Mm -hmm. which is such an important part of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number three from the bottoms, Rocky five, uh, you know, none of the boxing stuff works at all. I mean, I think, I think that there's, uh, you know, there's, there's an argument to be made about like, uh, the Don King promoter, you know, George Washington Duke mm-hmm. being, uh, uh, you know, of a time of, of like the nineties, almost ahead of its time. Cause Don King's like 
big moments were all well into the 90s, right? Um, So it was almost a little ahead of the curve in that way. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, like, none of the boxing stuff works at all. Uh, Tommy Gunn, terrible actor, tough to watch. But everything about his son, like, everything with Sage... And and everything with Stallone, like Rocky being Rocky, is just a thousand percent my shit. Like I just I really Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Like that's what I that's what I you know, the the, the boxing stuff is fun, but the boxing stuff only works for me because I care so much about this character. And when mm-hmm. it's a movie where I don't care about him as much because he's not my guy. I don't care about that movie as much, which is why Rocky three and Rocky four rank so low for me. Um, But this is my guy, but none of the boxing is any good. You know, none Mm -hmm. of the fights are any good. And, and so um, that's unfortunate, but like, I like all of the Adrian stuff and, and the Rocky stuff and uh, the Robert stuff enough that I can overcome it. Cause I don't, I don't come to this franchise for the boxing. The boxing is just, a bonus, I guess. And I'll add to that uh, for Rocky Five because there's like you know two kinds of ways you can do you can watch a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. You can find one on cable or streaming or whatever, and being like, "Hey, this one, I'll watch this one on its own." I love the Rocky movies. Yeah. Or you can do what we do and watch them all in order in a marathon. Mm-hmm. And watching Rocky Five after watching Rocky Three and Four. Is like a tall drink of water. Yep. Or like a warm blanket and a yep. hot cup of coffee. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, hell yeah. They're having like domestic trouble again. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like there's all those moments where it's Stallone and Sage, like in like, you know, kind of talking about just being a dad and a son and talking about grades. And you're like, yep. oh, I've missed this. I haven't gotten this for like almost two movies. Well, we didn't get any of it because we just like, they just shoved. Uh, Robert in a closet for two movies of like just pretending right. he wasn't there and just yeah. like fully focusing on boxing in his career and like you know dropping him off with like babysitters while he and Adrian went to Los Angeles without him and then in the fourth one I mean he's just like you know this is between me and Russia you don't you don't <laughs> be here um, yeah you know and and so like this is the first time we're actually getting to see what Rocky is like as a dad Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy it's that a aspect shame. of Rocky Five. You know, time of recording, neither of us, neither of us have seen Avatar: The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've read quotes from James Cameron where he talks about like one of the things he was really excited about with Avatar Two is showing Jake and Natiri being parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have kids. Natiri's pregnant for some of it. We see in the trailer. Yeah. And He's like so many movies, superhero or otherwise, are just afraid of showing domesticity. Yeah, they're like, no, having a kid. I mean, we we uh, it comes up in comics a lot too. Of like, mm-hmm. no, him being a dad or that her being a mom isn't exciting. We have to get rid of the kid or reset them to where they're all single and sexy because right. like families aren't cool, right? And what Cameron argued is like, no, families are like arguably the most universal concept we have. In some capacity, family, community, why aren't more stories about that and like the drama of that? Yeah. Well, and it's and it's because it's dangerous because 
you look at the reaction to Rocky Five, and it's exactly what happens. Oh, right. certain people find Sage really annoying, and it ruins the movie for them. And like what, what we've talked about is like the reason you and I come to the Rocky movies is this stuff. There's an equal, you know, side of the of the fan base that is like, no, man, I come to these for the boxing, and that one sucks because it's half not boxing, and the boxing's not good. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. That's a that's that's fair. If that's what you come for, yeah, Rocky Five's the worst one by a country mile. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's what I'm. It's what I'm here for, and so I just I I can't help but embrace Rocky Five for what it's trying to do, even if it's not fully succeeding at any of those things. You know, and you know what? Like knowing now about how frustrated Stallone was artistically and creatively with like getting the franchise to mean something after so many movies, this is, this might be the Rocky five might be the one I'm most grateful exists. Sure. Mm -hmm. It's like he got to make one more one like this back when he was quote, a young man. Right. And we just got to see Rocky being a dad before we had to struggle with Rocky being old. Right. Totally. Yeah. um, That being said, didn't, didn't plan this. Uh, my number six is Rocky Balboa. Oh. Um, it's like, I think st- it sounds almost redundant to say, but Stallone carries this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it is wheel spinny watching it this time around where it's like, okay, yeah, I get the message. And there's like two or three scenes that are like, 10 out of 10 best of the franchise distills this character into its essence. And like, is Stallone maybe giving the best acting of his career? Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was kind of like, okay, cool. I kind of see what they're doing. I'm not crazy about 2000 Stallone as a director. Mm-hmm. I don't like the video filter this has. I mm-hmm. think the, the Verte kind of pay-per-view boxing kind of takes me out of it. Even though like that Mason Rocky fight has some really cool moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a reason this isn't like my my bottom, but also rewatching it, I'm like, oh, you know what? The parts of this I love are so embedded in my mind that I forget about a lot of the stuff that is kind of just middling for me. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, so Rocky Five ends in my list the sec the section where these movies have um major flaws that they could never overcome for me. The rest sure. of this list is basically just a ranking of favorites of like yeah. perfect, like all nearly per, perfect to nearly perfect 10 out of 10 movies. Um, sure. So my next one is Creed 2. Um, cool. Creed 2, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, we talked about the issues that I have with it. But the issues that I have is is more of like it just being sort of split three ways in a way that like I don't think fully comes together in the end outside of just being like father and sons. Am I right? Like that's mm-hmm. sort of, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's 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 sort of the, the ultimate theme of how it brings the three storylines together. So I wish that was a little tighter. But I mean, it's still like a nine out of ten for me, this movie. Like it's mm-hmm. it's. um. You know the fights are 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 phenomenal. I think that the acting is is phenomenal, and for being a movie that embraces the sort of iconography and the um, uh, tropes of the Rocky sequels in such a massive way, to then so 
deftly and successfully make like a movie that stands on its own as a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, is just really impressive. Like it has all the stuff that you want. It has the domestic stuff, but it also has excellent boxing stuff. Um, it has a full character arc for the villains, uh, for the antagonist, which is like so important, I think to, to making a, a fully satisfying, um, uh, Rocky movie. It is just, um, yeah, it's 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 really, really fantastic and um, definitely underrated despite being like, I don't know, the number two or number three highest grossing Rocky movie of all time. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is convenient. I, I can I can just totally uh, hopscotch or tag team uh, because my number five is Creed 2. Great. Uh, j- just like you said, and like kind of going off of that. This could have been such a disappointment mm-hmm. like not having kugler back even before when we thought sloan was going to direct this like the, it, this it was kind of like watching a plane try to struggle a landing you know mm-hmm. and you're like oh god please i want this to land this franchise means so much creed has so much momentum and but we've seen sequels kind of squelch momentum in one fell swoop before on the show mm-hmm. and yeah so just seeing like how much care Cable Jr. brought to the de- like the hype and the intimacy. Yeah. Like the fights are cool and entertaining and maybe and like so like anime, but still grounded. Yeah. But then he knows to have little moments like Bianca and Adonis, you know, like through the door, through the closed door, like freaking out about the pregnancy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. He he knows he gets it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, like, you know, Rocky is unfortunately kind of redundant in this movie, which is like a near sacrilege in the context of this being like the Rocky saga. But mm-hmm. Creed 2 is kind of like struggling with like, well, what am I? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What is this? What is this franchise's identity? Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that that that's good, though. Uh, you know, I mean, it it is in terms of a transitional sort of growing pains kind of movie. Holy shit. What a success. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah, compared to like Iron Man two or something. Right, right, totally, totally. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, What's your number four? Rocky Balboa. Um, cool. I, 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 I think that, uh, you know, the idea of like not being a uh, uh, a fan of of uh, Stallone's directing, um, in the in the mid two thousands, totally understand that. I, however, am looking at what was happening in the world of independent film at this time. Um, And I think that's what he was trying to emulate was like Michael Mann and like, you know, that uh, high death video. Yeah. Yeah. That, that aesthetic that was going on in, in, in indie film, because I think he was trying to recapture the feeling of the seventies, but you know, that's not what those kinds of movies look like in 2006, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I understand what he was going for and i and i don't really blame him as much as i blame the era that the movie came out in um it was it really just feels like a a byproduct of that i think if you know i think that the the arcs and everything are stronger in in uh balboa than than in creed 2 um i think that it's extremely satisfying in the end um which i think that only 
I really think only one of the three storylines is is like fully uh fully uh uh satisfying in Creed 2 um mm. which is the Dragos. I think the Dragos are like a perfect 10 out of 10 story arc yeah. Uh, yeah. in Creed 2. Um but like Balboa, I think I think all the story arcs work. It's just that like Mason the Line Dixon isn't like super interesting. You know, he's he's all right. And I like the respect that he has for Rocky in the end, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm a big fan of. Um, but yeah, they like, kind of saddle oh, him with a derivative conflict for a Rocky to- movie. A hundred percent. Totally, totally. Um, and But, you know, I think that Stallone wisely understands is like, I got to give him more than I gave Clever Lane. But mm-hmm. this movie's not about him. Um, and I, you know, no one's here for, for, for the woes of Mason, the line Dixon, you know? Yeah. And he's right. Uh, just to go back to Creed 2 for a second. Yeah. It is crazy that the thing that gets you the most verklempt at the end of that movie has nothing to do with Adonis or Rocky. It's just yeah. like the love that Drago has for his son. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. The real, yeah. the realization that he loves his son more than Russia. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like, but like Rocky Balboa, obviously, it has all of the. It it is retreading a lot of the material that was in Rocky Five, but you know, actually gives him. He doesn't feel as aimless as he does in Rocky Five, and I think that's that's mm-hmm. the problem is that like Rocky Five has Xander in season four of Buffy energy of like. <laughs> What's the point of this guy now? Like, he doesn't want to train anybody, you know, but like, yeah, he doesn't want to box. He can't box anymore. And so he's just like in this weird nebulous space where he's just wandering around Philly talking to people, you know, um, and like, I'll watch a full two hour movie of, of, of Rocky wandering <laughs> around Philly talking to people. Don't get me wrong. But if we're talking about like story arcs and like giving him like purpose, I think Balboa uh, does that a little stronger, you know, giving him a restaurant to run and things like yeah. that. Like, it's just, oh man, the domestic stuff in in Balboa, and then all the little stuff that I talked about of like that, like older Italian men from the East Coast do that. Right, is just like these little minor things, like feeding the birds candy and shit like yes. that. It's just that that's like such, ah, oh, that's so like personal to me. Of like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's stuff my grandpa would do all the time, and just that's you know, um. So that that's just it's really meaningful to me from that aspect of it as well. Absolutely. And that's so great that Stallone, you know, we, we've, we've talked a lot about his frustrated fans of how limited his his filmography or creatively he's gotten to like be as a director. And, you know, we've dreamt of like oh, if only he got to make like a big a big family Italian family drama. Oh, man. That, and these are like this is like the closest we we've gotten to that yet. Yes. Of those little moments that all work of like him, you know, we've even talked about how great would it be to have just like an hour long drama about Adrian's and like that movie kind of lives in that for a while. Yeah. Of like him and Marie and like him and spider and all that cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. hundred percent. I love that stuff. And I love, I love lines. Like, like I remember when that movie came out and people were like, I can't believe they gave him such a young love interest. And it's like, Guys, the movie very specifically, she's just like, what do you want to like get in my pants? And he's like, no, I mean, you know, oh. like, I'm just, I, I just like Lonely. you and I'm helping you out. And like, you know, You're my wife's friend. gone, but she's not really gone, you know, like, and it's, 
that's so good and and it's it bums me out that people are are very dismissive of this movie for a bunch of stuff that it's not even doing that people are just assuming that it's doing um, right yeah yeah so that's so, such yeah. an unfortunate I don't know it's a big part of film criticism or not yeah like kind of just being online now it's just like taking stuff at like not really like no like if you watch the movie and pay attention to what the characters are saying or revealing about themselves it's yeah kind of instead of just, seeing a, a a woman 30 years his junior and just rolling your eyes and turning your ears off you know sure because you're just like oh i know what's coming now yeah no you don't you don't <laughs> you don't always know what's coming you know anyway you don't always know what's coming yeah it's, it's a rocky truth that could be that could be on a poster <laughs> on <one of> <laughs> it's like a cat like on a rail like on a railroad like yeah the, the camera like uh-oh <laughs> uh, so my, what's your my number four mm-hmm. is rocky three okay and kind of like you said like now we're in the part of the list where we just get to talk about our favorite movies for a few minutes sure um Rocky three. So everything I talked about liking about Rocky four, the the Saturday morning cartoon side, the kind of fun, the blockbuster side is just perfected in Rocky three. This movie is just I love this movie with my whole heart. I love Clubber Lang. I think Mr. T is just the most charismatic, baddest dude. And you're right. He's like the shark from Jaws. What's Clubber Lang's backstory? Hate resentment and want <laughs> that's his backstory yeah he's just a me he's like the dude that bad bad leroy brown was written about yeah he's like the kind of tough guy that doesn't exist anymore and he's just he looks directly at the camera and he's like what, 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 what do you expect about the fight clubber and he's like pain <laughs> like hell yeah i love thunder lips the mm. thunder lips fight is pure sam raimi it's, sure it's just like you can it's like the opening of an issue of the Rocky comic book. Like Rocky's in the middle of a charity fight for the orphans with with Thunderlips the wrestler. Oh no, he's taking it a little too seriously. It's just like so much fun. It's like Stallone in like mall Santa mode. Um and I haven't even mentioned one of my favorite uh depictions of male friendship maybe ever in all of movies, Apollo and Rocky, of course. Apollo taking the guy that humiliated him and blindsided his career, maybe even ruined it and being like, I'm going to help this dumb lug out and kind of fall in love with them in the process. Yeah. And when they like are jumping into each other's arms on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of like this movie, because this movie works, your creed kind of retroactively works, you know, 20, 30 years later because mm-hmm. This could easily could have not worked. I'm like, I don't want Apollo and Rocky to be friends. That's weird, but right, it does, and it, and it, and it, and it pays off in dividends. And this is also one of the one when Rick, when Mickey dies, right? Yes, it that's kind of the first big like heartbreak of the series, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, uh, what is your number four? Um, this is tough. I think that these two are very close uh with each other but i think at the end of the day i got to go with rocky 2 as my number 3 yes um, your number 3 and 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 i think that you know uh obviously i love rocky 2 um but there are elements to it that are a little derivative you know but 
I mean, it's literally just like another Rocky and Apollo fight, you know. Uh, but I, I just, I adore this movie. I love this sort of seventies domestic stuff. You know, it just that vibe. It, I mean, there's just nothing like it. You know, um, and uh, and yeah, it, it. I, I can't help but love it. And obviously, I have a very personal connection to this one um, with the with the the proposal scene and all of that. So. Um, yeah, Rocky too. I, I mean, it's just, I don't what is there to say about it? You know, like I just, I, I, I love him struggling with his success and not knowing what to do with it. Um, which is why I don't like Rocky three so much because suddenly sure. he knows exactly what to do with all of his success and he's a, the utmost professional, um, like Spider-Man three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, so, so yeah, like I just, I love this doofus just being like, you know, don't talk to me like I'm stupid. Well, he, you you are stupid, and he's just like, well, you don't have to talk to me like I'm stupid. You know, like just <laughs> it's just so yeah. it's so fun because it's it really tests his character. And, and by character, I mean like the guy he is inside. Like it just it tests him every step of the way because this is a movie about like, hey are you really as like nice and kind as you've always seemed to be? Or is there like something meaner in there? And, and I think this movie just like sort of clarifies Rocky as a character of like, yeah, no, there's nothing. There's not a mean bone in his body. Like he is so kind and everything that he does is just sort of like, Oh, shucks. I don't know. I guess so. You know, like that's his, that's his vibe. And like, I I just I love that and I love I really love this movie and it's you know other than the first movie it's the only other time that Adrian gets like a chance to really shine as a character and yeah come into her own as well um in this one and so I just uh yeah I love it I love it a lot it's great Rocky 2 Scott I'll be honest I'm very surprised this wasn't your number 1 sure but uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to deny the next two movies. So right, no, for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I I I agree with you because my number three is Rocky two. Yeah. Um. And again, listener, I just cannot emphasize this enough. This is a movie that Scott uh modeled his proposal of his now wife from. <laughs> yes. And I directly quoted during my best man speech at their wedding. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's what we're dealing with now. But yeah. like you said, it's hard to put, you know, it's hard to f- compare to the, it's hard to argue with the next two movies. Right. Right. So just to add on to the Rocky two love, um, it was really cool when researching the Creed movies, the legacy that this specific movie has with people. Sure. And the relationship that's specifically something about Rocky two, that this is the one you want to watch on Thanksgiving, that this is the one that you're that Ryan Coogler's dad would like sit down and watch scenes of him with before going to a a high school football game, you know? Yeah. And there's just, yeah, there's something just cozy where they really perfect the, like, yeah, the, like, you're just checking in and visiting these characters that you love and watching them struggle. And, you know, you kind of makes you relate to your struggles and like somehow, because yeah, this, this is another one that could have gone really South, like a Rocky two, Mm-hmm. That could have been a punchline that we make fun of, you know. Yeah, of like Saturday night, the, the Saturday Night Fever sequel, right? But 
this movie being as good as it was really helped pave the way for like this becoming like a franchise. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's just really cool. Just watch, like you said, like watching him just get tested in different ways. It, I mean, it even beat like Star Wars and Superman to becoming a franchise by having a successful sequel. Um, That's true. Yeah, like it beat both of them. It got it got into theaters first and was a huge success and proved that franchises were no longer a law of diminishing returns, you know? Yeah. You know, like there's that thing there's a thing about uh in Star Wars of like Chewie not getting his medal. And yeah. you know, a lot of people resent of like, oh, don't give him the medal, it takes away the I feel like that could have been Rocky too. Mm-hmm. Of like, no, don't make him win. That's so easy. Like, we don't need that. You know, he didn't need to win in the first one. And all that's true. And kind of the miracle of Rocky 2 is it makes you feel really good at the end of him winning. Yeah. Like, on the merits of just that movie, it feels like. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, I'm very It almost feels like we're just trading blows. What? Wh- which one is your number two? Um. It, it's Creed. Uh, I, I think naturally, you know, um, I, you know, it's, but it's like, there's such perfect companions to each other that mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's impossible, but yeah, it's, it's Creed. Creed is my number two. Um, uh, it's a perfect legacy sequel. Uh, but the thing about legacy sequels is can't exist without the original, um, and, and, but yeah, it is, it is a phenomenal movie. It's, it's all of the best stuff of Rocky Balboa, all of the best stuff, all of the, all of the stuff that wasn't good in Rocky five improved upon and, and like found, find like with a new sense of purpose, um, thematic purpose. And it's just, it's a remix of so many elements of the Rocky franchise, um, all done perfectly and i think that like across the board it's just like everything is good like even even you know who he's fighting whose name his name is like slipping my mind now um uh pretty ricky pretty ricky conlon pretty so so even pretty ricky who whose storyline is definitely not the focus of this movie right but they're they find something that is so like perfectly simple of like the guy's going to prison. He wants to go out on top. Boom. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that is the arc, you know, like we don't need to know anything else about about this guy. Like that's, that's it. And and it's enough to be interesting, you know? Um, And it's enough that you are not mad when Adonis doesn't win at the end. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know something you uh, so uh my number 2 is creed okay nice i did not see this coming really <laughs> it's so it's so weird how it our list started off kind of wildly different and then perfectly synced up like halfway through yeah that's true <laughs> um yeah. so yeah so so we'll talk about creed first yeah um you something you've said throughout the this series on the show is like whoever needs to win the fight more is going to win it yes and it's like like Ricky needed to win. He needed to go out on top. That mattered to him enough to like rise to the occasion of Creed's challenge. Yep. Adonis just needed to prove that he wasn't a mistake. Right. 
And like, that was his test that he passed at the end of the fight is people were like, holy shit, Creed, he's the real deal. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Learning what a personal project this was for Kugler, uh, and how what she was heart he was able to bring into like like a legacy sequel, mm-hmm. the most derided corporate product of our age. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he was like, "No, this is about my family and manhood, and like being meaning something to yourself." And he was able to really bring that to a new generation. Like my my nephews named their dog Apollo, mm-hmm. and. I don't know if they would have done that without the Creed movies. And yeah, it might be my favorite work by one of my favorite directors. But then also is Stallone is all over this, as we've learned. Right, right. Um, like, and his and his arc is so perfect. And the fact like the the the, you know, the you fight, I fight theme is perfect. And the. Uh, you know, ha- uh, making Rocky fight in a an emotional way that links back to his wife is really powerful. In a in a just like y- yeah, he's not gonna like get in a ring and fight it out, but he's overcoming the tragedy of losing her. By going through what she went through and coming out the other side. And yeah. that's kind of incredible as well. It's it's putting the 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 title thing of like the he's in for the biggest fight of his life. Yeah. Or the fight for his life in a very different but really compelling context. Yeah. Um and kind of fixes what you brought up about Rocky Five, which is it kind of gives him something to do. Right. It gives him a direction. He's not just ambling through the story he has like a purpose right um and yeah incredible score mm-hmm. um, um incredible romance of, yes. of uh adonis and bianca and the way that those two characters complement each other is is beautiful and and uh you know full of dimensionality and is uh, really just like stunning to see kind of like fall together in such a natural way that feels inevitable but also feels realistic um and not like overly written you know uh it's really great so good um and that being said both of our number ones being the original 1975 rocky it's rocky yes (laughs) right um 76 76. Yeah, I, I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, 76. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the, I, I mean, you know, it's our longest episode this season, I think, uh, this miniseries, and with good reason, yeah. you know, it's the link between, the sort of, like, meta link between, like, Sylvester Stallone's career and Rocky Balboa, um, you know, getting his shot and just proving that he wants to go to the distance and all of that it's just yeah the story behind the story is phenomenal but then the story itself is just perfect um you know taken on its own it's just it's perfect and the rocky and adrian of it all is just it's sort of beautiful of like you know uh, them seeing something in each other that no one else sees 
um, is is really fantastic. And it does suffer from some things of like it just being the 70s and, and things being, you know, <laughs> things They're being not aging what, well. Or... Yeah, not aging well and not and, and, and being what they are. But I mean, the movie is just um, undeniable. You know, it's 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 an undeniable masterwork. Yeah, they might be my favorite. This might be my favorite love story in a movie, period. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so and it's so specific and so small and these they're both such good actors playing such like specific characters, but it's inside of this big sports movie that we all remember as a big sports movie. Right, right, totally. Totally. But then I have a Rocky poster and the poster that I have is you know, Rocky and Adrian holding hands. You know, that's yeah, that's the poster for me. That's that's Rocky to me, you know, so. Yeah. You know, this is such an iconic moment, but what really struck me the lot the, when I watched it this time for the show, there's that moment where uh, right before the fight starts, Adrian hugs Rocky. And this is a dude that like everyone's saying, like, you know, this is this is like a, you're lucky he's letting you fight him. This is going to be a wash. And even Rocky's like. I just want to go the distance. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. I just want to show him that I'm worth something. And like Adrian like looks him in the eye and says, "Win." And I was like, "Fuck." Just the idea of like someone giving someone else that much like love and faith and like, "No, yeah. fucking kick like go kick his ass." Yeah. Like that character hearing that, it's like, "Oh my gosh, like that's crazy." Yeah. Yeah. And it's um and and just like you know, looking, you know, talking about that of like, you know, Rocky just wanting to prove that he's not, you know, he's not like a piece of shit. Like, yeah, he's not know, a bum. scum, scum bum. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not just like some scum, some Philly scum bum. Like he, he can like, you know, get out there with the best of them and, and, and really show, show off like that compared to. Adonis in in Creed is just like it's a perfect like one to one like thematic growth of like oh now you see that like what he sees in this kid in Creed isn't just his father it's himself and it's yeah, the combination yeah, yeah. of those two things is what makes the Creed franchise I think work is that he is Apollo's kid but there's a lot of Rocky in him and that's that sort of merging of two things is what makes that franchise work and and yeah and it, it just it all starts in this in this perfect this perfect little boxing movie from 1976 yeah i don't know if we pointed this out in our episode because yeah it was really long mm-hmm. but i almost feel like the most the thing that humans want even more than like love or other people is we want to be seen yeah it's like we want people to just acknowledge that we're like a person and see our true selves. And like, yeah, we have all this, we've had all these struggles and all these tragedies and all these hardships, but also like we're funny and we love people and we have favorite animals and, you know, and Sloan was just really able to tap into that when he created this character. And it's like, that's why I think Rocky is such this like really primal universal story to people. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's about boxing, but I think that, you know, as we talked about in the episode, it's just as much about anyone trying to, like, you know, push that boulder up the hill of, like, whatever they're trying to accomplish. You know, it's universal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's, like, illness or health or 
money or mm-hmm. addiction or yeah, just getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, their career, you know, their or, career. Yeah. Yeah. And, and whatever it is. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just kind of a perfect movie. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. What a magical. Yeah. I like that we synced up at the end. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's the, the Rocky and Creed, uh, franchises, uh, behind us. Um, we will revisit, um, you know, in spring of next year when Creed three comes out. Um, but first, before we get to Creed, it's so funny. We only have one mini series before we get to Creed three. Um, it just happens to be a mammoth. Uh, and that is that next week we begin boldly going, um into uh Starfleet and uh Star Trek and mm-hmm. you know we're doing the whole run we're going we're starting with the motion picture and we're going all the way to Star Trek beyond um so yeah <laughs> the neutral zone yeah um, that's something that's something that you're going to hear a lot yeah this is yeah. uh me coming back behind the the board running mm-hmm. the the recaps for a while uh Get ready running, to running, learn running the lot. background, running the background, the background. Yes, yes. yes. The research. Um, get ready to hear a lot about seven late seventies, early eighties Hollywood. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hell yeah. This um, is the furthest back in time we've gone. Oh wow, yeah, that's true. Is that is that right? Oh yes, because I think no, no, no. We we talked about this already. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Rocky One came out in seventy six. The first Star Trek movie came out in seventy nine. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, the first Star Trek the motion picture came out the same year as Rocky Two. Um, yes. Yeah. But, um, uh, man, you're gonna you're gonna hear me say this a lot, but I'm not a Trekkie expert. I haven't seen a lot of Star Trek, so th- this series was kind of me learning on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, Nick does all of the original series films, so the first six entries, and then I take over with the next gen films um, all the way, you know, to through beyond. So we kind of split this one up 50, uh, 50. Um, yep. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, Star Trek is a fun franchise. And I think we both have, um, we're, we're both close to it for different reasons. Um, and uh, it's, I'm I'm excited to uh for everyone to hear that season. I think it's uh, it's great. And also, not for nothing, but um maybe our best franchiseography theme from Scott Tofty is uh is is the Star Trek miniseries. Um he really knocked that one out of the park. It's it's uh it's really good stuff. So that's uh that's that's saying something because his Rocky one has been pretty damn great. Yeah, no, it's it the Rocky one is phenomenal. Um, and, and, uh, but I was, I was very, very impressed with the Star Trek one. I think, I think it might be my favorite. Um, so, so yeah, Star Trek, uh, the motion picture coming next week. Um, I will be interested. I feel like there are going to be people who do not follow us on this journey because (laughs) we're not going to hear from some people for like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Star Trek is one of those things that I think if you don't know Star Trek, it feels intimidating or something. Um, and you know what? If you try to follow along and you start with the motion picture, I feel like a lot of people are like, you know what? I think I'm out. I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, that's what that's what American moviegoers did. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, look, listen to the motion picture one. If you don't want to revisit the movie along with us, um, it's fine. Uh, I understand. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough watch, um, especially if you're not like in it. Uh, but if you, if I mean, you're... look, it's not the room. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, over... yeah. No, 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 no. It's not. But it is long. It is long yes, and long and, and boring. Yeah, long and boring for especially for anyone who doesn't, you know, doesn't know. So I, I would say listen to the episode next week if you're if you're you know worried about following along with us. But start watching the movies with us with Wrath of Khan, and I think you'll have a much better time. Um, do you think? Do you think if you've there never was a movie goer? In 1979, that was like, you know, I've always heard this Star Trek thing's pretty cool. Oh, there's a movie. I am positive that happened multiple times. I'm sure. What a ride. I'm sure. In fact, I think that, like, the the overall sort of distaste for Star Trek and people making fun of Star Trek as a thing for nerds, like, mm. like just the nerdiest of nerds, and it's like boring and whatever. Like Star Wars is the people sci-fi series, you know that whole thing. I think yeah. that all evolves from people who heard about that Star Trek thing, saw the motion picture, and was like, "Fuck this! Why does anyone like this?" <laughs> and never watched anything else. I, I genuinely believe it. It evolved from those people. Like it just spread, mm. you know, from there. The the coolest this franchise gets is when they start doing like HMS Pinafore mm-hmm. aesthetic. That's how nerdy Star Trek is. That's true. That is true. Um, but yeah, well, yeah. If you're not on board with that, we'll see you in the spring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Star Trek uh, next week starts next week, and um, yeah excited uh thanks everyone for listening thanks for all like the amazing feedback over the the rocky miniseries um it's been really great uh and gratifying hearing all of you guys really enjoying it um and watching it for the first time uh that i saw a lot of that and i was i was so uh surprised and and happy to hear that so yeah um, that's the best yeah um and, Scott, uh, you want to talk about what's on the Patreon this weekend? Yeah, right. Well, today, uh, today. on the Patreon, uh, today is our uh, franchise potential for um, uh, Real Steel, uh, which is uh, the, the this is a franchise potential that Nick picked out for this particular franchise. Um, I think he just wanted me to watch this movie. But also, it's about <laughs> robots boxing, so um, and it's an underdog story. So there's... You know, there's there's a lot of uh, one to ones with with the Rocky franchise, and uh, yeah, so check out the the Patreon if you want to hear our thoughts on Real Steel. Um, I know also, I can't lo- wait. Yeah, and also uh, look out for news on uh, what we're going to be doing with uh, the Star Trek franchise potential. So um, that'll be uh, you'll be hearing about that uh, relatively soon. So we're watching Star um, Wars. Yeah, yeah, we're just watching Star Wars. You know that that franchise failure. Um, <laughs> well, we will uh, talk to you next week with uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Bye, everybody. Bye.